Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. Today is celebrating vision. Vision must be celebrated. Many of us miss the moments where you can be refueled, where you can be strengthened, where you can be encouraged to move forward. You have to refuse complacency. You have to refuse settling in. You have to refuse growing idle or stiffening up or thinking that God has done all that he can do. There is so much more. Say that with me. Say there is so much more. And so we've got to keep our eyes on the vision, keep our eyes on what's ahead, keep our eyes fueled to what God is doing. But it's very clear that if we don't take moments to celebrate what he has done, we will be weakened in the next season. The next season comes with the more tests. The next season comes with more battles. The next season comes with his own shares of resistance and challenge. But it's in moments like this where you can fuel yourself and you say, I've seen you move. I've seen you move mountains. I've seen you bring me through. Now I believe that you will do it again. Many of us only have enough strength to endure the last battle. But there are moments to refuel. There are moments to refire. In your personal life. You may have just come through some tests and the last thing you want to hear is that there's more on the other side. The last thing you want to hear, there's more battles to conquer. The last thing you want to hear is there's more uh, enemies to face. But I'm here to tell you that if he did it before, he can do it again. That there are moments that need to be celebrated. There are moments that we need to look back on his faithfulness. Not looking back wishing. Not looking back on the good old days. Not looking back with this posture of, well, I guess we've seen it all, or I guess you've done it all, or I guess that's all there is. But with a hope, you need to keep a hope within you that says he did it before, he will do it again. You need to look back on the Red Sea. You need to look back when the water came out of the rock. You need to look back when just by merely having your leader's hands lifted, He fought battles for you. Come on. There are miraculous markers in your life that you need to recall. Miraculous markers that you need to look back and say, he saw me through it. Just the fact that you're still here is a testament that he's not done. Just the fact that you're still here. You've outlasted. You withstood, you resisted, you believed when no one told you to to continue believing. You stood when everyone told you to lay down. You kept going when it would have been easy, easy. You would have had all the justification in the world to stop, to quit, to go as far as you've gone and say, This is it. It's all I have. But if there's breath in your lungs, there's purpose in your life. Refuse 
to merely exist in this world. Just because you're alive doesn't mean you're living. Just encouraging anybody this morning. If you're breathing, don't let your sheer existence just be, well, at least I'm here. Because there's a reason why. There's a purpose why. And I just want to encourage you today. That's why this church is here. Just to help you discover why there's still breath in your lungs. You know, sometimes, you know, I, I grew up around sports all my life. Sports was, that's all we did. My Rangers are in the World Series right now. I couldn't be more excited. We don't get very many opportunities like this, so we're enjoying it while we can. If I heard someone say D-backs, there's an exit door right back there. You can, no, that's okay. I can endure the resistance. But there's just something in me that just doesn't allow anyone to settle. That just does, it's not in my blood. It's not in my DNA. To just coast. It doesn't work. Because God has done too much. Jesus shed too much blood. He paid too high of a price for us to coast. You should have a desire that says, I want to get all that I can get. I want to do all that I can do. I want to be all that I can be. And if that's all I can share with you today is just refuse to settle. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how traumatizing the past was. I don't care how hopeless the outlook may be. I don't care who's still with you or who's left you. There is a reason why you're alive. And when you get a hold of that vision, when you get a hold of that purpose, when you get a hold of the history, I want you to just, if I could give you a homework assignment this week, this is what it would be. Look back on the history. History with God. History with Jesus. History. There's history in your life. You've got a testimony. I could send every single person up here one at a time with the microphone in hand and we'd be here the rest of the week listening to the testimonies and the markers that have brought you to this moment. October 29th, 2023. You've got 60 days left in this year. You've got two months left of this year, 2023. How will you finish it? It's not how you start. It's how we finish. It's not how we began. The grass, is, the, the grass is worn out at the starting line. But we ought to be a people that thin out the grass at the finish line. Can we finish as strong as we started? Can you be as passionate in the end as you were in the beginning? Can you be as fueled at the end of it as you were at the beginning of it? Can you be as excited about it? Can you be as hopeful? And I deny every attack of the enemy on your life that tries to stop the plan and purpose of God. And I speak by the word of the Lord that you will not have another day where you question and doubt the call of the purpose on your life. You refuse that in the name of Jesus. You refuse any lying spirit any oppressive spirit 
Come on. I see a few people grabbing hold of this right now. You need to grab this in your spirit. Because he comes to stop and it's not personal. He doesn't care about you. He cares about the purpose and the plan that he hopes and wishes you fail to perform. You're an answer to a problem. You're a solution to someone else's life. You are the representative of the king himself. You're an ambassador for Christ. You've been sent from another nation, from another home, from another kingdom to be an answer in this world, to turn things around, to be a light in the midst of darkness, to be salt in the earth. Father, right now, I just call upon your spirit, your Holy Spirit, to lead us on, to comfort us, to lead us out with joy and, we, and, and with peace. We refuse another anxious day. We refuse another day of self-questioning and doubting and wondering, will it happen? Will it come to pass? Am I the right one? We refuse those thoughts today in the name of Jesus. We're encouraged that if you did it before, you can do it again. We're spurred on to greater action. We're spurred on to what is yet to be seen. In Jesus' name. I want to read this quick passage in Ephesians chapter 4. They'll put it on the screen. We'll be quick and deliberate today because today is a day of celebration. But I just felt by the Spirit of the Lord I needed to address. This is the last day. You will not spend another day wallowing, wondering, wishing, wandering, hoping. No, not you. Not you. That's for people who don't know their God. That's for people who don't know their purpose. But as a church, Ephesians chapter 4 gives us a distinct vision, if you will. A distinct purpose for the church. Why we exist. Why we're here. In verse 11, it starts out and it says this way. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Verse 12 says their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. That's the vision. That's the vision. And you know what I love about God and His vision is that's still the same vision that He has today. It could be said, especially in our country and in this time, in this culture, this society, that maybe the church is struggling the most that it ever has. That maybe God's people are more displaced than they've ever been, more confused than we've ever been. But I would encourage you to not allow what you see to move you from what God sees. 
Because this is what he sees. This is what he sees. It could easily read that verse and say, till we all come to such unity. We are the the most just disjointed, disunified bunch on the planet. Church people attacking church people. Denominations against denominations. Every day we come up with a new way to interpret God's word. But yet God's plan and God's vision is still the same. He hasn't deterred. He hasn't become distracted. He's not discouraged. He's got a plan. I said, he's got a plan. He's got a plan. His plan is to see us come into the unity of our faith, to the knowledge of God's son, that we would be mature in the Lord and measuring up to the full standard, the full standard. As a church, as Anchor Faith Church, this is our marker. His standard is our standard. His standard is our standard. This is what we're going to press on toward. In verse 13, it says, This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith, the knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Verse 14, we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about. Man, he sees a church that is stable. He sees a church that's locked in. He sees a church that isn't so easily blown around and moved around. He sees a church that is planted. Tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. This is the image that God has for the church today. This is our vision. His vision is our vision. We refuse to accept any other idea. We refuse to accept any other opinion. We refuse to accept. I refuse to accept that these are the church's worst days. I believe that the church's best days are yet ahead of us. I refuse to believe that as the world grows darker, we grow darker. I refuse to accept that we are just sitting idly by waiting for him to come back through the the clouds. I refuse to accept that we are immobile. I say that we are immovable. I say that we are planted. I say that the church is strong. I say that the church is unified. I I say that the church is purposeful in these last days. What am I saying? I'm saying that you have to get his vision. And if he sees it, it will come to pass. It's merely a matter of will you be a part? If you accept his vision as your vision, 
Stop allowing the world to inform your purpose. Stop allowing the world to tell you what you should look like. Stop allowing the world to define how the church should look and operate. We don't take our cues from the world. We have to change the world. We have to be an answer to the world. Then you have to stand your ground. You have to stand your ground. I believe that this vision is powerful. I believe that his vision is powerful. And I believe we can help see it come to pass. Call me crazy. Call me naive. But I look around and every problem that I see only is a greater indicator to our purpose. It only serves to continue to bring purpose to who we are and why we're here. And I hope that you're here with us. As Anchor Faith Church, we're here. Our motto is always advancing. When are you going to slow down, Pastor Mark? I'm not. We just cast a lot of vision last week. And there's still even more that we didn't even mention that you're going to be hearing about and you're going to be seeing. How does that come to pass? It comes to pass because you get his vision. I refuse to have my vision blurred by society, by culture, by problems, by the devil himself. That's what he's hoping to do in your life. And as we do this as a church, I hope that you will take these words to heart and to action in your own life. Refuse to grow complacent. Refuse to believe small. Refuse to believe that your best days are behind you. He's just getting started. I said, he's just getting started. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithbaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.